Hey, this your boy Frank Gore, Miami Dolphin running back. You listen to Lemon City Live. Peace. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. We are joined by Tory Gurley, former Gamecock for the South Carolina Gamecocks, also former vet in the NFL. Hey, Tory, thanks for joining the show, man. Thank you for bringing bringing your expertise today on our Limitsy Live. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing well, Tanar. Thanks for having me. Man, tell our, our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and, and where they can find you. Okay, um, name is Tory Gurley, former five-year NFL veteran, played college football at University of South Carolina, uh, spent some time in the league, uh, played with the Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, and Cleveland Browns. And uh, how I met Tenard, we met at the broadcast boot camp in Ohio, and uh, we, we had a pretty good chemistry, and we've been collabing ever since. Yeah, brother, man. Like I talked to you uh, two weeks ago when I said – when I when I heard you talk at the broadcast boot camp when we was doing our uh, introductions, from instantly, you had a bubbly and, and approachable personality, man. I, I knew, you know, once we left that camp, you was gonna get a job ASAP. And you know, you seeing that you're attached to the Paul uh, Feinbaum show as a guest analyst, man. I was so proud to see you, man. I was like, look, I knew this dude was gonna make it. All that's gonna do is just open up bigger doors for you, man. Yeah, it was a great opportunity uh, being at the camp and being able to network and learn from guys like yourself. And, uh, you know, something I picked up on when I saw you is how well-dressed you were. I took a couple mental notes, so now I got I got a few more handkerchiefs and more, uh, ah. yeah, you know, a couple <laughs> more cufflinks to make everything look right. But, hey, man, uh, like yeah. Dion said, you look good, you play good, right? TD exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in, the, we're in the, 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 the realm of we look good, we got to talk good too, brother. Exactly. Well, yeah, man. Just let's let's get right to this, man. It's it's the first day of college football, man. That's we got right. so many great games that's going on today, man. You and since you're a part of the SEC, you know, I want your input on a couple key games today, man. We have just uh just wanted to point out, Tori, you're you're our first guest ever in our in our first ever Saturday morning special, college football Saturday morning special. Oh man, that's that's a blessing right yeah. there, man. Let, let's make sure we do this thing right. Let's, that's let's right. make sure we get the fans what they need and what they want. And hey, you sure. definitely go give it to them, man. And this is why I need you on the show because I need your input on these games today, man. You know, we got Auburn at Washington, the, the only two top team tens is playing today. We got Tennessee at West Virginia. West Virginia is ranked 16th, and you know Tennessee is not. And that that's Tennessee is kind of always on a bubble when it comes to their their team. Tennessee's not ranked at all. Not at all. Oh. And we got Alabama ranked number one as usual going against mm-hmm. Louisville, uh, that that has a brand new quarterback, and they need to know are they a contender or a pretender. So give me your input on Washington versus Alabama. Who Auburn. do you think is going to? I'm sorry, Washington versus Auburn. You know, who do you think is going to pull off this game today? I definitely love to match up uh, Washington versus Auburn. Obviously, this game is played in Atlanta, Georgia. They're playing at the uh, New Georgia Dome. Mercedes-Benz. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz. And like you said, it's, it's a battle of two top ten teams. And something I, I look forward to seeing is both defenses. You know, last year, uh, Washington led the league in uh, 
and takeaways as well as uh, being able to stop the run. And, and that's what Auburn bread and butter is, is as well in the SEC. So, um, but I think I'm gonna, with me playing in the SEC and, and watching Auburn a lot, especially bringing down their film, I think this game goes to Washington right here. Um, even though I'm a fan of Jared Stidham and Gus Malzahn, uh, quarterback Jared Stidham and, and, uh, and head coach Gus Malzahn, I think Washington, you know, they're, they're very underrated, but it, when you sit down and watch these guys play, they get after it. They don't turn the ball over. Special teams, uh, they make big plays. And, and on defense, they can they get to the ball and they, and they can knock you out. So I think Auburn is one-dimensional because the mm. only thing they want to do is run the ball, mm. and that plays right into Washington's hands. So I'm taking Washington with the win today and in also, SEC territory. And also Washington, you know, they're the only surviving team, I feel, this year in the Pac-12 that – that really have a chance to get back into the college football uh, playoffs. Oh yeah, most definitely. They they definitely have a shot. Uh, a couple years ago, they were smacked around by Alabama, and I just think they can use that as motivation to mm -hmm. to get themselves ready to to play against the Auburn team. They're the, I feel like they're the new Oregon. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. I think of that. Yeah, yeah, because they have a quarterback that that's also a Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. You yeah. Jake Browning, he, he's yep. he's a decent quarterback. He's been around for four years, mm -hmm. but I, I like what they have just schematically. And then if you if you sit down and break down the NFL draft, mm -hmm. you would be able to see that Washington has had a lot of defensive players to get drafted over the past several years. So they have the recipe of getting the, the stud athletes to come out there and buy into the system and, and to smother people with their defense. That's that's that is key, man. I feel like that program came out of nowhere though. Yeah, he. Right? Yeah, it really did. Like I, I didn't know anything about him. Like you said, uh, Oregon and Stanford, you know, and, and even UCLA. You know, they they are teams that a lot of people know of. But Washington just they're a blue collar team, and that's something that you know I, I will always love to hang my hat on as being a, a blue collar player instead of somebody with all this exotic offense. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to be sexy all the time doesn't always necessarily get it done. You know, you bring your your lunch pail and your your hard hat. And you come to work, and those teams are usually the ones who pull off. And I ain't gonna necessarily say upsets, but they usually find a way to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like I said, I think Chris Peterson is uh, obvious. I think he's a top ten coach in the country. That's mm. Washington's head coach, so mm, mm. he he knows his stuff. And you know, I I really think Washington gets the win, and we'll be able to talk about it next week once we see what happens tonight. Yeah, I like your pick. I like that pick as well. Now. You know, Tennessee versus West Virginia, and West Virginia is ranked this 16th going into the season this year. So tell me what you think Tennessee has to do to actually win this game. Tennessee doesn't have a shot to win this game. Oh, West wow. Yeah, West Virginia is too explosive on offense. Tennessee is rebuilding. Obviously, they brought in a new head coach, Jeremy Pruitt. He's from the Nick Saban uh, coaching tree, mm -hmm. but this is his first year. You know, he's at Tennessee and he has a lot of resources, but he really hasn't been able to tap into it because he's still trying to filter out the old regime and bring in his guys. Mm -hmm. So um, just knowing people that's in that building, you know, they just trying to go out here and, and, and just put on a good show. But I think it's all about West Virginia. They they have a they have a quarterback that's one of the top five in the country. They got a, they have a, a multiple receivers that get after it. And Tennessee can't score. I mean, they were they were really bad. So I think they're going to be a few years away from being able to make some plays. But you know, today I'm definitely taking West Virginia because it their head and shoulders better than Tennessee. And West Virginia is always one of those teams that 
that always comes into to the new year, at least winning five, six games. And then you kind of get an understanding of what the team is. And then they start playing into their schedule. And you, you, they either they're going to go deep or they're going to lose a, a game that they should have lost and then tank from there. So, you know, they have to win this game to, to have them be respectable and also have a chance to go into the season being ranked lower after this game. Yeah, it's a momentum game, but the problem with West Virginia is once they get into conference play, exactly. they can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. They they love to put up points. They'll score 50, 60, maybe 70, but mm. if you have an offense, just like how Baker Mayfield and, and Texas and all the other schools were able to to you know score at will as well as stop them so that's that's west virginia problem but today west virginia does get to win in charlotte they're playing a game in charlotte north carolina at bank of america stadium where the panthers play so it, and, it'd be a huge turnout there. and and then the quarterback from florida greer transferred to west virginia correct yes he did yeah and and he they're they're having him uh the, the critics are saying that he can be a, a top quarterback going into the draft next year if he does the right things on and off the field because apparently something happened with some some performance enhancements and that's the reason why he had to get kicked out of Florida. So, you know, oh. is he has uh, said again? I said, oh, oh yeah. So it's you know he has he has NFL potential. It's just that he has to you know show it on the field and off the field. What's up with well, all these? Uh, what's up with all these Florida guys? With all these scandals in Florida lately, huh? Urban Meyer's fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> and blame it on Urban. Kill that culture, man. Somebody got somebody yeah. got to take the fall, and you yeah. see what's yeah. happening over at Ohio State too. So that's that's another discussion. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yes, that. sir. You know, but so now we got Alabama versus Louisville, and you know, no more Lamar Jackson. He's on to Baltimore. You know, doing bigger and better things. Killed and it. Killing it. Yeah, he is killing it. And you have Alabama coming in as the the, the number one ranked team in the nation. Uh, is this is this going to be another layup for Alabama, or you know, does Louisville have a legitimate chance to, you know, punch him in the mouth and, and do an upset? It's a cupcake, a layup, a homecoming game, oh, feeding feeding the sharks, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm quite sure the guys, the starters, you know, they they told their parents just stop watching the game in the second half because my backup <laughs> is going to be in. So, you know, I, I respect Louisville, but they they don't have a shot. Alabama is obviously. The, they're who they are. They're Alabama. And even though they lost a lot of guys to the draft, Nick Saban, he reloads. And those players that didn't get to play last year, they're hungry and they're ready to do it now. So, you know, you know that, we, we talk about, you know how some teams or some people say, if you got two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, we still don't know who's the starting quarterback for Alabama. You know, who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback today? And if he, you know, plays well, will he continue to stay the quarterback through the rest of the season? I'm taking Jalen Hurts, even though he yeah. – and the reason why, when you're 26 and 2, and you're, he was one drive away from being a national champion That's true. when they played Clemson. That's just true. now Watson just turned into Superman in, the, in that last drive in the fourth quarter. But mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts put Alabama in position to win. He scored the game-winning touchdown on the long run, mm -hmm. broke several tackles, and he had them in position. The defense just couldn't hold out. But um, obviously I'll take Jalen Hurts, guys. He's proven – he plays well. It just—it was unfortunate he had a bad game in the biggest game of the I year. I know. Yeah. And and a lot of fans and even some analysts they fall in, they fall in love with the moment and they think that Tui is the guy because he went out and and he did make a huge play on uh, second and twenty six. But what happens when you put Tui 
in a regular season game and he throws two or three picks and because it's, it's going to happen. And it's film on him. You can scout on him. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I will go with the proving guy, and I'm quite sure Nick Saban, they're contemplating that now, but it wouldn't shock me if, if they just – I don't like alternating quarterbacks, but I think to make both people happy, they're going to do it because if not – um, you know, Jalen can transfer. Yeah. I think he's I think he's maybe three hours away from being a, getting his undergrad degree. So obviously that'll that'll put him in position to transfer out of there. So I, I think Nick Saban is gonna tread lightly and I can see him going with the, the veteran over the younger guy. Yeah, because you can see Nick Saban when he's talking to uh analysts on on whatever network he's on, he has a smile on his face. He's trying to stay positive about having two quarterbacks because he definitely doesn't doesn't want to lose either one of them. Because if I don't know who was the backup to the backup, but <laughs> you, know, you lose you lose one of those two. Who who's going to replace the other guy? So mm-hmm. you know, so you got Alabama taking on you got Alabama winning this game by a landslide, right? Oh yeah, it's not even it's not even close. So all right then, so let's talk about your Gamecocks then. That's you know y'all, y'all guys going to coastal right? Going coastal Carolina? No, no, coastal is coming up. Oh, coastal coming, you guys? The, yeah, we feeding the sharks. Okay, so, so this so this is Will Muschamp's second season. You know yes, what it, what does he have to do differently than last year, this year to to get his team to believe in his his coaching style and also. Do you guys have a legitimate chance to to compete for a SEC championship? Okay, well, man, I'm so happy to answer that question. Uh, this is Coach Muschamp's third year at South Carolina. Third. Oh, he's been okay. able to impl- he's been able to implement his, his system. Uh, his first year, he won three games. Uh, his second, no, his first year, he won six games. Second year, second year, he won nine. So. Okay. Uh, this year we might be expecting twelve, but I, I, that's just as me <laughs> loosely saying that. You know, that's that's optimistic as a fan, but as an analyst, um, I like what he's done. He, he's he's brought in his system. He has uh, Travoris Robinson came over with him. He's a defensive coordinator. Uh, Brian McClendon. This is his first full year as offensive coordinator. Last year, we uh, the Gamecocks had a guy named Kurt Roper. And he was a bad play caller. So they got mm-hmm. rid of him, okay. brought in Brian McClendon, and the offense instantly changed. Uh, South Carolina has probably one of the most dynamic receiving cores in the country. They have Debo Samuel. He's up for a Heisman. He's already in preseason Heisman talk. Nice. They have uh, Brian Edwards, Shaw Smith, and Ortre Smith. These guys are pretty loaded. It's all about uh, the offensive line and the defensive line. If those guys can can protect the quarterback, Jake Bentley, and if the defensive line with the eight-man rotation can get after the opposing teams, South Carolina has a shot to be playing in the SEC championship game. And that's something that I guarantee because we're not even worried about Coastal. We should They should go out there and handle business. It's the following week playing against the University of Georgia. And that's something that I went out and guaranteed that South Carolina will get the win against Georgia and Columbia next week and on CBS. And hopefully Georgia is still playing good football. So when that matchup happens, you guys can legitimately say, hey, we're beating this team. This is not a fluke. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and that game matters because it's for positioning to win the SEC East. Yeah. Obviously, you have the East and you have the, the West. West. Mm-hmm. So catching Georgia week two is, is, is one of the best things that can happen in South Carolina because if they go out and, and pounce on them, Georgia is going to need other teams to handle business for them that they couldn't do for themselves. So that's something that South Carolina definitely need to use to their advantage. Playing in front of 82,000 fans in Columbia, South Carolina is a very hostile environment. 
And uh, I think those shot, I think those guys have a shot to do something special this year and to play against the Alabama or Auburn in the SEC championship game. It is always a dark horse in the SEC that always shows up. You know, Missouri was a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, and you guys, you know, you're talking so positive about what uh, Will Muschamp is doing, and you, you you showed it three games, six games, nine games. You know, so yeah, it's only right that you say twelve games is the the realistic uh, winnings that you guys expect to do this year. And I can I can actually say that too, man. Like I, you guys can't be the dark horse, and I say dark horse because no one is talking about, you know, the Gamecocks. They're not, yeah. They're on TV. It's nothing sexy to talk about with South Carolina. You know, we're just just a team that's in the SEC. But with them having an opportunity and the way the schedule shapes up, those guys really could do something special. I mean, it's the stars are aligning for them, so they just got to go out and capitalize. And everything else will fall into place. Hopefully, your predictions are right, man. Because if your if your predictions are right, then you know you go probably be like the Dalai Lama of the SEC, bro. You can probably <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're we gonna we're gonna laugh all the way to the bank. We're gonna, we're gonna have our own show. We, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> they can't we're tell you nothing on the Paul uh, Paul Firebomb show, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, but so now, yeah. But I'm now excited about it. The, like you said, the most likely gonna, they're most likely going to win this game. You know, it's a cupcake game against uh, Coastal Carolina. But then next week they got Georgia. That's the game that matters. So yeah. Uh, yeah. offensively, I can I can see them really staying close to the vest and not doing anything exotic because they're trying to hold on to it. Because I've been around the building, I see what these guys do every day, and you know, I, schematically they have some plays that you know for the first fifteen or first twenty plays of the game really could throw Georgia off because. They have no film on the offensive coordinator, mm. he, even though he, he was a wide receiver coach when he was at Georgia. So there really isn't a lot of film on them. So I'm quite sure today they're going to just try to pound them and, and play good defense. And if, if South Carolina wins the game 21 to 7 or whatever, that'll make it even better because now I'm, Georgia plays Austin P today. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite sure they might put up 50 or 60 on them. Yeah. And once again, everybody's going to get caught up in them. And the score, like, oh, South Carolina barely beat Coastal, and Georgia rolled over okay, Austin P. And mm -hmm. yeah, because that happens week to week. Whenever mm -hmm. you have a big game, you, offensively, you don't want to go out there and show your best because you know you're gonna have to use it the following week. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you you playing poker. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to you exactly. don't want to show your hand, and then you get out there with Georgia. They got all your best plays, and they know mm -hmm. how to game plan and how to you know set up the right. Uh, scheme for you guys, so that's 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 very smart on both teams. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to show your hand, not exactly. this early season. So no, not 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 week one. So all right, so tomorrow, you know my Canes. <laughs> you know we play LSU, and the last time we played LSU was in, in the Georgia Dome, and we got swanked forty mm -hmm. to three. Two thousand five Peach Bowl, right? Two thousand five Peach Bowl, and I remember uh, Coach Coker saying we got our ass beat on the field and off the field because we got into a huge fight in a tunnel after getting our ass blown out um, against LSU. Now, it's an ACC-SEC matchup. And mm -hmm. we always have this discussion on the, the SEC is like the minor leagues for the NFL. And, you know, I, my opinion is if you take out Auburn, Alabama, and LSU – you know, you guys have no teeth. Now, tell me how you feel about Miami playing LSU and give me your realistic opinion on this game. Who you think is going to pull off this win? Because LSU is ranked. Miami is ranked. So whoever yeah. wins this game is easily going to put themselves in a good position 
you know, going into the rest of the season. So tell me what you think about this this, this matchup. Yeah, Miami is ranked eighth, and LSU is ranked twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. I think South Carolina should be in it at twenty five instead of LSU. <laughs> but you know, that, that, that usually happen once again. You know, no, no game caught love until you have to go out there and go prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go prove yourself, and we've done it before. But uh, looking at this matchup, I definitely like Miami. Uh, Mark Rick, he's from the SEC. Obviously, he was uh, he's Miami alum, but he got his name in, at Georgia. And he's done a great job of, of turning that program around. I love Ed Orgeron at LSU because those guys, they go out, they, they play well. On, they play defense, and it travels on at home and on the road. And with that being said... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. With, uh, with that being said, I'm going to take LSU to win the game because Ooh. I don't think... Oh. And, and the reason why is I don't, think, I don't think Miami defense travels on the road. I think uh, those guys have something special down there playing at... at the, they play at the Hard Rock. What is it? No, we're, we're, actually, we're actually playing at Dallas Cowboys Stadium today. Okay, but I'm saying you're home. What's your home? Oh, game? yeah, Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, you're correct. You guys play, I think at Hard Rock, you guys have something special there, but I don't see that same magic on the road mm. in a big game, you know, especially the way you guys played at the end of the year. I, I was disappointed. You know, it was something that yeah. I, I, was at the, I was at the ACC championship game and just watching Clemson, you know, have their way with you guys. And then watching the bowl game, it, it just showed that – you guys are great at home. So I think LSU gets the win. Um, Steve uh, Etling is one of the uh, offensive coordinators. He's a friend of mine. And I just think they're going to just play old school smash mouth football and, and win the game 14 to 13 or 14 to 10. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game because LSU quarterback has always been suspect, but something they can do is run the football and play field position. Watch out for the for the special teams today. Yeah. Punters and kickers are going to be huge. So I can see LSU winning an ugly football game. Yeah, field position is going to be key too. And you made a great point about how LSU plays because that's how they beat us in 2005. They just smashed mouthers. Joseph Adai literally mm-hmm. ran down our throat. And that kind of put him to be a first-round pick to the Indianapolis Colts that year. And I'm, I'm, I'm really not 100% sure on our quarterback play. You know, Malik mm-hmm. Razier going into the last three games in the year kind of showed his real hand that he mm-hmm. can't play in the big games and when the pressure was applied to him he really didn't play well so you know our defense I believe our defense is stronger than it was last year we have a couple candidates that that are up for awards for the position got a lot of returning guys too and a lot of returning players, guys yeah. yeah that is true Gus so it's it's I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the other way around it's gonna be a smash okay. mouth football and I can see us pulling it out 14 to 10 you know, something happens in the last quarter, you know, some 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 kind of wear and tear on the, the, the back end special teams, somebody making a mistake and either one of us capitalizing on it. So yeah. I, I respect I respect your choice because you made a great point with, with LSU not having great quarterback play. So they're going to try to, you know, run it down our throat. I just think our defense is going to really hold tight. And when we get into the red zone, we're not going to bend or break. Yeah, and I, I definitely I respect that as well because we both know they're not going to put up a bunch of points. Like mm-hmm. both of these offenses, it, the way like you said, Rozier played at the end of the year, he he was a turnover chain himself. So mm-hmm. yep, uh, exactly. that's something that <laughs> they gave him one actually. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and and same as LSU, they 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 lose Darius Geis and obviously Leonard Fournette. Those guys are in the NFL, so. Uh, offensively, they they're getting back to their bread and butter, lining up in the I formation and just two yards in a cloud of dust, and 
And, you know, this game should go by fast, but it, we definitely should see some big hits. So hopefully uh, the referees show the guys some love and just let them go let play, play football. Because, yeah. Let them play football because that's, a, that's what type of game is going to be. So speaking of the turnover chain, how many times do we see it tomorrow? Ooh. I, I say you, you guys get it once. Yeah. I say, I say, I say, my, yeah. Uh, you guys, somebody will come down and it's, it's going to have to be a, a fumble because it ain't going to be a pass because LSU <laughs> might not even throw it. <laughs> they might throw the ball once or twice. So it'll it have to come from a big hit or a strip fumble or something like that. So, yeah, Shaq Quarterman, maybe? or it, Exactly. Yeah. You know, something of something that. Those guys, you guys have so much speed on the field. And something yeah. I want to see is how the defensive line compares to. Uh, LSU offensive line because all those guys are 300 and they get a lot of push. So I want to see what happens when power goes against speed. You know, see who gets that that win on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's that'd be a great matchup with that interior play. You know, I love to see that. And hey, yo, Tori, man, I greatly appreciate you joining us, man. I'm glad you gave us your input on this SEC matchup game today, and also your your input on the Kings versus LSU today, man. Again, tell our listeners where they can find you and, and also put a plug in about what you're doing, you know, with your, your analyst career. Okay, you, can, you guys can find me on the SEC Network with Paul Feinbaum. I'm on there twice a week, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays on the SEC Network. You can call in anytime. I'll try to get to your question because we, we have a great time when I'm up there on stage. You can find me on uh, all social medias at tgurley 81 that's at T-G-U-R-L-E-Y 81. Hit me up. Send me, send, me a te- I mean, send me a tweet, DM or whatever. We can talk football. And Tenard, man, I definitely appreciate you having me on the show. It's been a great time, and we definitely have to do this again, champ. All day, brother, all day. Good luck to you and your Gamecocks, man. Hopefully y'all guys pull it off, give, a, give these fans something to look for. Going into next week versus Georgia. Tori, do your thing. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, take care. You too, man. All right, well, thanks to Turley, uh, Tory Gurley for joining the show. That was really cool of him. Got somebody from the SEC Network on. I'm actually kind of surprised he picked uh, LSU over the Canes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy for him to pick that because he's coming from the SEC and he kind of has an insight on that whole conference. I don't, I don't think he yeah. has an understanding of the ACC, and rightfully so. He, he made a great point when he said that LSU is going to just pound it. They, yeah. they don't know what kind of quarterback they got this year. Exactly. And but at the same time, they can't just run the ball down the throat. I mean, they can, but they don't have uh, what's his name anymore. Uh, Geis. No, no, no. The this guy that just got drafted into the NFL. The Redskins. Yeah. His last name is Geis. Uh, running back. Uh, G U I C E. He oh. got hurt uh, with the Redskins. He just tore his ACL. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's that's the guy with. No, I was I was thinking of uh, Leonard Fournette. Oh, Leonard Fournette. Was, okay, that that's two, two years ago. ago. Yeah. Two seasons oh, ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's all good, guys. It's all good. And yeah, but either though, they're they're two, they're two great running backs. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing LSU does, they know how to recruit running backs. Yeah. They, they never have a problem with recruiting quarterbacks. So the problem they always have is trying to find a quarterback, and the best quarterback mm-hmm. they ever had was Demarcus Russell. And you know how that turned out with the Raiders. Yeah. You know how that turned out against the Raiders. So, yep, yep. and I'm I'm concerned. What I'm concerned about is, mm-hmm. you know, what Miami team is going to show up over there at Dallas Cowboys Jerry World Stadium, man. Yeah. You know, it's an away game. It's a it's a, a mutual site, if you want to say it, but it really is closer to LSU than Miami. It is. It is. And but I'm Kane's Kane's fans are everywhere. Yeah. That they're, you know what I'm. They're, they're, they're fair, one of those. fair weather though. You know, it's they are. But I, but I think after last season, 
you know, all those Canes fans that were in hiding it's are coming more, back out. It's going to be more purple and yellow than orange and green there. Yeah, I guarantee I, I, you yeah, that. For sure, for sure. And But I, I'm concerned about Malik Razier, man. Like, who we're going to get? Yeah. Who, who, what quarterback are we getting? We're going to get the first six games mm-hmm. or we're going to get the last three games? Yeah. You know, I understand it's a new season. He's a senior this year. He has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, he has... Well, I mean, he, he won the uh, the QB battle over Nkosi Perry. But is that more on Nkosi Perry or exactly. is that more on Malik? And, 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 and also, Mark Rick trusts Malik's more. He has an understanding of, like, what yeah. kind of quarterback play you're going to get with Malik. Exactly. You know, his concern, I think, I, I'm speaking for Mark, is, like, what guy we're going to have away. You know, yeah. I can I can deal with him throwing an interception compared to the backup. You know, is his job's not on the line. Yeah. I'm talking about Mark Rick. Mm-hmm. But we want to see your third year as a coaching staff. Your 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 talent that you recruited. Yeah. What what guys that you're putting out there are they going to are they going to show up against LSU, a, a team that you've seen a couple times in Georgia, a team that you mm-hmm. on a, a conference that you're 100% familiar with even though you've been away for it for three years, you know, who who do you have at that quarterback position? And that's yeah. – we know the defense is going to play well. Oh, that defense is going to ball out, man. You I'm know, looking I, at their depth chart, and there's so it, many names that pop out at me. It's, it's, you, you remember – you're seeing names now. You know how when we played, yeah. you know, Phil Buchanan, Mike Rump, uh, Jerome Dugu, just to name mm-hmm. a few. You know, you you recognize names. Exactly. You know, it's I'm just, I'm just really concerned about the quarterback play, and it, I really don't want – Malik to, to become a turnover chain. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, Mark Richt is known to be a QB whisperer. So yeah, now, uh, now that Malik Rozier is uh, another year, two years on him, you know, yep. under Mark Richt, he, he should show some improvement. I hope so. I hope so. I want him to take chances. I want him to take chances downfield. Yeah. You know, we have explosive, I mean, yo, explosive receivers. You got Amon, Amon Richards coming back, and yes. he's uh, out of all the wide receivers in the ACC. He's he's the best one. He's the best returning wide receiver. Coming, uh, yeah, and I agree yeah, with and you. And the numbers show it too. Yeah, I think he at last season he had the most, um, the most either most yards per catch or total yards. I forget which one. It so was. they got to get on the ball. Out of all the returning wide receivers in the ACC, it was number one. And they got to get on the ball. And you know, mm-hmm. Travis Homer, you know, had a a, a terrific season, yeah. in my opinion, last yeah, yeah. year, showing that he can he can hold the the, the 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 fourth with you know taking a lot of carries. Yeah. So are we going to use him a lot today? Are we going to keep him guessing? But a lot of people are saying that the Kings have a new three headed monster when it comes to uh, the running back position with mm-hmm. Tra- Travis, DJ Dallas, and uh, Trayon Gray. So. So you know, pick your poison. Yeah. You know, so it's again. What I'm saying is I'm not concerned about the Kings itself. I'm concerned about the quarterback play. You know, if if, yeah. if that it stars and ends there. Mm-hmm. It stars and he, ends there. He just needs to be consistent. And they say and defense wins the games. Yeah. Really going into this game, the quarterback has to win the game. Yeah. He has to. He has to, yeah. He just needs to be consistent and trust in his guys, man. That's I, 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 that's what every great UM quarterback has done. Have you ever have you ever been in a Dallas Cowboys team? No, I've never. Bro. Never. I've had it. It's it's, yeah. it's overwhelming. Jerry World is huge. Jerry, you know, they was the first one to have the the super duper big screen TV. Yeah, and I remember they had to they had they, to they lift, they it. lift it up because it was it was, it was too it, it was not it was not that too big. It was just too low. It was too low. Yeah. Too low. So because they what they were trying to do was give the fans a a better view of the the, the upper deck yeah. of the field since they couldn't see it, you know, being up in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. But those kids, they're going to go to that field and they're going to be overwhelmed. You know, and, and that's what I'm concerned about, too, is, oh, yeah. my God, we're in this, 
you know, NFL stadium, even though they play at the Hard Rock, it's completely different playing in Jerry or you're away from home. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a good game. Uh, what Tory said, you know, 14-10, 13-10, LSU, I'm thinking the other way around, like I said. I, th- yeah. I think we're going to pull it off. It's going to be a nail-biter. Uh, but if, if Malik gives us good quarterback play, I think we're going to be perfectly fine. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think uh, something that I, I I wanted to sneak in there, but I didn't have a chance to when we were talking to Tori, is that, man, Canes are always one big play away from just blowing it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one uh, downfield pass to Amon Richards mm-hmm. or a big run by a Travis Homer. Mm-hmm. And, the momentum changer. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, can change, it can shift the whole momentum, you know, for us, yeah. you know, the Canes. And that can go the other way around with LSU too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's – Yeah. It, it, that's college football in, 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 in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, a, a turnover can just change the, the, the whole coaching staff energy, the, the players' energy. Yeah. And, and a lot of these, these kids – don't know how to deal with adversity on the field. Mm-hmm. It's different, you know, you can deal with it in practice because it's a controlled environment. You can have amnesia and whatever you want to call it. But when it's, you know, game time, you know, you just do an interception, you know. Yeah. How, how are you going to react to it going into the next play? Because your, your defense just got the ball right back to you. Are you going to, you know, be trigger shy on, on throwing that slant route because you see the, the linebacker peeking over there? Or are you going to take a chance? So those type of moments for both teams can easily shift the game, you know. But you're yeah. right. You're right, Gus. Mm-hmm. You know, we can – a big pass to Richardson, you know, from Malik can just change the whole energy on our sideline and we can, you know, walk away with this whole game. Yeah. But I think that momentum changer, honestly, is more likely to come from the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Of know? course. Of course. Of like, course. Uh, one guy we were talking about, uh, Jaquan Johnson, we were, we were talking about that before – Before Tory came on. Yeah, before Tory came on. And uh-huh. uh, we didn't really mention him during the interview, but – Man, he's a top-rated safety in the in the in the, in the nation. Nation, yeah, yeah, crazy. He's up for the award too. And yeah. It, it, if he if he goes out there and does what he did last year and, mm-hmm. and get a couple turnover chains, uh, he definitely can make himself a first-round pick going into you know the NFL season 20, yeah. 2019 draft. Yeah, man. No, we have we have talent on the defense end. That's no it's, question. It's crazy. I'm just looking it's at no, it right there's now. There's no question man. about it. We also Michael Jackson came back. I yes. think he, I think he had the most turnover chain Turn, last yep, season. He right? did. He did. He did. He did. Uh, uh, Redwine, Sheldrick Redwine is, is back. Yep. Shaq Quarterman, Michael yep. Pigney. I mean, that guy. And you, you got you know my Jackson. cousin, my cousin uh, Gilbert Fireson, who yeah. who's shown so much talent, you know, in spring football and in training camp. So yeah. they're deep. They're, they're extremely deep, deep. Yeah, and they're the corner in the, in the cornerback position, safety position. They're they're tall. They're long. Mm-hmm. So every guy on that or every guy on that team is kind of has a resemblance of Mike Rump, the cornerbacks coach. Yeah. When you look at Mike, when he played, Mike was long. He had long hands, and they got the, the, his backup, uh, the, the assistant coach, you know, uh, Van Dyke, who played in the NFL a couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, he's helping out with the, the secondary. So, the, 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 again, the defense, we we're not going to have a problem on that. You yeah, know, no, are, for sure. No problem with that. For sure. Is is, but at the same time, we can overlook it and expect them to play well, and they don't play well. How would the offense react to that? Exactly. It's, okay, so it goes back to Brazier. Exactly, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it always going to circle back to him. Yeah. If the defense is not playing I well, think, your I quarterback has well. to play well. Yeah, I think as long as Rozier doesn't turn the ball over, you know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all. That's that's all it is, brother. That's all. It is, that's why the quarterbacks get paid the, the, the big bucks. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you want to, you want the light to shine on you at all times, but then when it shines on you, when it's crunch time, mm-hmm. you want to hide. Yeah. You want to, <laughs> you want to throw the check downs all the time. Or you yeah. want to take a chance on that deep post route 
and that's the that's your number one receiver, but you're scared because you see the safety, you know, peaking high. Trusting your receiving core, especially if you got a one on one. If yeah, your trust, receiver's one on one. Trust him. Trust yeah. in Richardson. Yeah, man. You know, trust in the, the, your big play your big play guys. Now, we, we saw what he was capable of last season, man. He balled out. Yeah, he did. He did. So, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be a great game. It's tomorrow night. You know, it's, it's going to be a night game. You know, it's the prime time. You know, you, I, I remember when Coach Coker used to tell us, like, you know, they want us on prime time because people like to watch us play. People want to watch Miami play now. Yeah. They want to watch us play. They're giving us a prime time game in Jerry's world. Yeah. That's that's that that that's that that shows how much people want us to win. They want to see the U back. I want to see the U back. Oh, for sure. You remember that? the first time the turnover chain came out last season? The whole sports, the nation, the whole sports nation, nation went, went crazy, crazy, crazy on every they loved it. baseball, they loved it. NFL, everything. And <clears throat> you know, it's it's important to me that. We have a winning season. I can't take. I can't take a seven and three, bro. I can't no, take no, a seven no. and three. I can't. I, I can't. Games <clears throat> got to play for the ACC championship, championship again. or nothing. They got to be undefeated going yeah. into that game. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gonna be Clemson on the other side. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be tough to beat Clemson, but I I I expect them to challenge them a little more this season. I, we have to. You can't. Yeah. You can't. We cannot be leaving the Big East. Almost, almost thirteen years now, bro. Thirteen years since we left the Big East. Yeah, and we have not sniffed a nope. ACC champion. Let me back up. We sniffed it last year. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah. taste, taste the victory of an ACC championship. Yeah. Now it's the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. We haven't even even done anything when no. it comes to anything <laughs> like that. So you know, it's the reason they brought Mark Ritt there to put us in that position. Yeah, they want Which that. He has. he has. He has. He has. You know, but it shows that colleges are recruiting better. You know, Clemson was who? Who the hell was talking about Clemson four years ago? Nobody. Not before Dabo's win. You know, when Dabo got there, he changed the whole culture. Yeah. Players believe in his his his, his methods. Yeah. And he makes football seem fun over there. He does. You know, we have they our have new dome. Fun. Yeah. Uh, our new practice inside for the you know, facility, uh-huh. you know, we're trying to make it more. No, I, I've seen, um, you know, Canes have released a lot of uh, footage, little, of little it. footage about yeah. that. And yeah. we, from what, from the looks of it, the players love it. Yeah, they, you know, they got their music pumping in there. Yeah. They're having a great time. Yeah, so. they, they're trying. They're, we're playing catch up. Yeah, we're playing catch up when it comes to, to, I think, to the recruiting to get the best players to come to our school. Yeah, that swag that mm-hmm. that you know the old players back in the day is getting worn out. You know, yeah. even though Ari still shows up, you know, you got the, the the Santana Mosses. You know, you have the Andre Johnsons, Frank Gore, who's who's at the Dolphins that shows up, mm-hmm. showing his face. You know. These guys ain't gonna be around anymore. forever. Yeah, yeah. Those kids don't care about that anymore. Exactly. They they, they want something a more enticing factor to, to come to to come to the University of Miami and exactly. want to play at that school. Yep. 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 Well, we go see tonight. We go see tomorrow night, baby. Yeah. You know, college football is here. That's right. You know, we have a lot of great games tonight. You know, tonight. Saturday special. This is a Saturday special right yeah. here. It's definitely a Saturday <laughs> special. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm excited about tonight. 
I am too. I am too. You know, yes, I'm asking. You know what I'm excited about tonight? Oh, you asked? Oh, what are you excited about? It's your birthday. <laughs> it you got a party birthday. going on tonight? It is my birthday. I actually do have a party. I mean, it, not my party, though. What party? Oh, uh, my grandfather's turning 80 this year. God. But in December, but for some reason, he decided to throw a big thing today. Hey, uh, like, not saying I can't speak for him. He's trying to say, hey, I don't know if I'm going to get to 80. <laughs> uh, let me do it right now, just in case. That's what I'm saying. So we'll see what happens. So, but what what else are you excited about? Yo, Les? FIU, man. FIU oh, yeah. plays. Yeah, they, they, they play their first game tonight against Indiana. That's a Big Ten team. Yeah, and even though Indiana is not ranked, it is a, it's still a big team to play against because yeah. they're part of a, the, the Big Ten. I mean, exactly. the Big 12. The Power Five Conference. The Power Five Conference, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so 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 what's what's your input on that? How do you think FIU is going to do going to was Bush Davis third year, right? Bush Davis second year. Second year, second. second I'm sorry. Year, yeah. yeah. But um, I think they'll I think they'll exceed expectations, you know, because uh, they they lost Alex Magoo, who was their starting quarterback last mm-hmm. season. Now he's with the Seahawks. They lost um, they lost uh, Thomas Owens, who was their star wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He put up over a thousand yards last season, and he missed the last two games. Is he in the NFL? Or? Uh, he he got um he was an undrafted free agent with okay. the Seahawks also. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we can check we can check the released up chart now because the the NFL is making their major cuts going into the the yeah. regular season. So we can check later to see if he yeah. Made the team. But I'm sure he'll end up on a roster, man. That guy is. Yeah. If he did what he did, like you said, put up numbers like that, some yeah. team somebody will like him. Yeah, man. He he won he won FIU a bunch of games. Yeah. Last season. You yeah. Know, it, it sucks that he was uh, injured in the mm-hmm. past couple of games. Mm-hmm. I think he would have made. It would have made a difference in the in that bowl game that FIU lost, mm-hmm. you know. But it is what it is. It especially sucks, man. Just talking about FIU's uh, coming out at the FIU's bowl game last season. Uh-huh. Uh They lost Alex Magoo in the first, first drive. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. and that was that was so, that was huge. Yeah, man. And, and and you know what it is to play. He Alex Magoo was a four-year starter. Mm-hmm. He started all four years. Mm-hmm. Right? Not every single game, but for the most part, he started all four years of his college career. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what it is to lose for three years straight. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you get a brand new coach. You start winning. Mm-hmm. You go to your first bowl, bowl game, game, and you you're get out hurt. For that. That's yeah. That's I, I I know that was I know that was shocking and, and hurtful for FIU fans and especially him. You yeah. know, Magoo, because he worked hard to put himself in that position. And he he's one of the pioneers on mm-hmm. trying to get that culture. Yeah. That that that. Swag at yeah. FIU because tell you, that kid, that kid does have swag. Yeah, he, we he, interviewed him a bunch of times, post game press conferences mm-hmm. after all the games last season. He 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 enjoys it when they win, and he's fired up when they lose. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so. you know, guys like him seem to have that that they hate losing more than they than they like love winning. winning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you have a personality like that, like you, just even. Even if it's a close loss, it's a loss. Yeah. You could have the biggest win last week. You just don't care about that. That loss feels more painful than the win mm-hmm. and enjoying that win. And Butch Davis, you know, being his second season, and he's bringing his, like, his whole University of Miami energy to that, to that, to that university. That's what FIU wanted anyway. And, and um, we're talking about how UM – was struggling as of recent, how they haven't won an ACC championship and all yep. that stuff. Yep. That's the same position that UM was in before they got Butch Davis, mm-hmm. right? They hadn't yeah. won since the that's early true. 90s. That's true. Butch that's true. Davis came and he revamped the program Changed and everything whole culture. like that. So now, yeah. you know, that's what he's doing with FIU. Yeah, and co- what, the one thing Butch Davis does, he puts the right coaching staff around him. Yeah. You know, it, it's not always him by himself. You know, you had Randy Chan, you had Coach Coker there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know who, I know he has uh, uh, Ken Dorsey there now. Yeah, uh, well, he, Ken Dorsey's 
technically not in the coaching staff. He's yeah. the assistant athletic director, but yeah. he's obviously going to be but spending a influence. lot of time. He has yeah. influence on who. He's going to be around the team a lot. Yeah, a lot. So Ed Edwin was saying um, that he's probably being groomed to be the next head, head coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. So so he's. I'm sure he's in the meetings. I'm sure he's in the film. Oh, for sure. Room. I'm sure he's on the field watching. You know the product. Mm -hmm. And and he also you you told me. Uh, Earlier, off the show, off uh, off outside the show, that uh, FAU also has uh, Kenny, Kenny Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Kelly, who 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 was part of Butch Davis that he had at the University of Miami when he was there. Mm -hmm. So, Butch is the one thing Butch does. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Even though Miami fired him, I don't know when he back up. Even though Miami, he left Miami to go to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Last time they wanted yeah, to a uh, playoff game, playoff, they went to a playoff play, game. So. Yeah. You want to say ACC? Uh, you talking about the Browns when they went to the, a playoff game? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That Davis, is true. Man. That is true. It wasn't broke when he left Miami, and the players that he had, yeah. he was extremely confident with them. The coaching staff he had, he was extremely confident with them. So, okay, I had Kenny Kelly with me as a football player. Mm -hmm. I had. Ken Dorsey backing up him when he was a player, they have really productive careers when it comes to Kenny Kelly played baseball. Ken okay. Dorsey played in the NFL, also coached, uh, quarterbacks coach with the Panthers under Cam Newton for a couple of years. Yeah, when he won the MVP. Yeah, so why not bring him along? Exactly. So, and I, you know, when I saw Butch when I was there a couple months ago, he looks he looks tired. Yeah. He looks tired. Not, like, you know, but being a coach, it was hard. Yeah, I mean, he's he's... Up there in age. He's up there in age. Yeah. So he, I know he, uh, he's not a figurehead. I, I know he has input on the decision making when it comes to play calling and all that. Yeah. But he, I know he has a lot. He let his coaches coach. Mm -hmm. He lets them make the decision. And if it's something that he needs to, to, to say or do, that's when he gets involved. So yeah. I can see them pulling off this game against Indiana. No, so can I. I won't be surprised. Me either. Not at all, man. And they, they, they do have some nice returning players. You know, they got Napoleon Maxwell at running back. Mm hmm. Uh, they have Bryce Singleton, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So, we'll and see. Indiana is not known for obviously football. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, basketball, no, they're school. basketball school. But yeah. you know, them playing against a, a school in Florida because a lot of the places they recruit in Indiana is like Indiana, New York, and all yeah. those places. You know, they want to show like, hey, we got talent here too. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a prideful thing. They don't want to lose to a, a, a non-big school. It, it'll be more of a slap in the face on their end compared to us losing against them. Exactly. Yeah, man. So, oh, I, oh, you know who I like? I like um, I like FIU's punter, Stone Wilson. <laughs> Punt. Yo, so you give a punter's love right now? Why? Yo, Stone Wilson, man. We used to say, yo, that guy's got his, he, that guy's got stones, cause he would, they would always do these like special plays with him. Oh. And he would pull them off. So he's an athlete too, then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, he, you, you know, there's a lot of colleges are going and NFL teams are going mm -hmm. to punters who are athletes. Like they yeah. can they can run good forties, they can vertical. Yeah. You know, when you think of punters and kickers, you're like, man, get out of here, bro. Exactly. You know, you see like team, if I would have been a kicker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like uh Jenikowski. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Jenikowski ain't running no fake punts. Yeah, exactly. You know, but no, you I can see you punt. You're not that big, Gus. You know, give yourself some credit. No, I'm but, not I'm not big at all. But you're athletic at least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I can see you doing a, a fake punt, taking yeah. it about 30 yards and then getting tackled. <laughs> I'm, running, I'm running out of bounds, bro. Oh, you don't want to get hit? Hell no. <laughs> man, get out of here. You could take a hit, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's, special teams are a key factor when it comes to games like this, too. Yeah. You know, field position. Yeah. You know, it can also end up being a field goal win. You know, because I don't see nobody running away with the game. I don't see it being a blowout. No. It could be a close game. Yeah. You know, Indiana yeah. is not known to putting up 50, 40 points. 
Exactly. And, and they, you don't they know are a of, Big Ten school. So. Yeah, and you don't know what kind of quarterback play you're getting from FIU, so they're going to run a ball a lot probably too. That's the thing. It, 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 according to their depth chart, it looks like it's uh, Christian Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know too much about him, but we'll see, man. If, if he can fill in uh, for, he's a transfer. for Alex Magoo. He's a transfer. Uh, yeah. I, I remember talking to Kenny about him. Okay. Uh, he's a transfer. Uh, I, I can't remember what school, but they – I think it was Toledo. Let me look that up real fast. So Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah. Bowling Green. It is Bowling Green. Because it is Bowling Green. I remember Kenny saying that. So they have, you know, I mean, he may be respectable. They may give. They may yeah. let let him play out the playbook. You know, give him a chance to showcase his 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 skill at reading defenses and his arm strength and his precision. So, you know, FIU wants to be known as a school of we have talent here. You know, they put out NFL talent. Yeah. So, you know, what's the next thing to do? You know, Bush Davis has – he's known to have a good quarterback relationship with his quarterbacks. So, can Dorsey be in there? Can Dor- uh, and, uh, Kenny Kelly be in there? Even though Kenny Kelly does running backs, I'm sure he is watching the quarterback. I'm sure he's like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Just because of the fact that you're a quarterback. It's like me being a, D- a DB. And I, I'm coaching running backs, and I see the cornerbacks playing horrible. And, yeah. I, you know, it's just your instinct to go and talk to them. Yeah. Actually, Christian Alexander is not the transfer from Bowling Green. He's actually been at FIU for a while already. He was, he was Magoo's uh, backup last season. So who, so who was the guy who transferred from Bowling Green then? Uh, let me look that up real fast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, as long as, it, you know, I, I, I like Christian Alexander struggled last uh, season when Magoo was out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he was he looked pretty bad, mm-hmm. but you know he hadn't he hadn't seen any game time at all. Magoo was uh was an Iron Man up to his injury, and and that's so. why I said Kim, uh, when I talked to Kenny, mm-hmm. he you know he said that the guy from who transferred from Bowling Green, uh, is going to be the starting quarterback, and he the way he was talking with conviction that they they feel conf- confident with with the quarterback. Ah, James Morgan, that's his name. Okay, James Morgan from oh, uh, from Bowling Green, right? From Bowling Green, yeah. yeah. So. You know, it's we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, it's, well, you know, maybe, maybe the depth chart I'm looking at is incorrect. But yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they don't really. I don't think no college teams put the unless you're like out. Let me say, unless you're like Michigan that have a established quarterback, you're never going to put your quarterback on like your starting team or your starting roster yeah. or depth chart on the internet because it'd be like easy pickings for scouting. Oh, we know who, okay. We know who's going to be starting this week. Exactly. Especially this film on them already. Yeah. Yeah. Know, so no, the first week, of, the first week of college football is always though. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Game two is okay. We kind of know what we got. Let's try to show a little bit more by week four, week five, you know, what kind of team you got and you will have to either fix what you, what you have issues at mm-hmm. or, you, you're playing really well, you start taking more chances yeah. and playing more guys that you want to see on film that can help going into the to the, the end of the season, your depth chart, your depth. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking right here. Um, FIU is returning all five starters on the offensive line. That's very important. So that QB that is, is going to be very important. pretty safe. That's chemistry <laughs> right there. Yeah, that too. You know, you definitely don't. No, you're fine, brother. You definitely don't want to have question marks on your offensive line and quarterback play. Exactly. That'd be extremely stressful for the coaching staff, especially on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. That's true. But uh, yeah, man, we'll see how FIU fares against um, Indiana. Uh, Who they got out for Indiana? What's the next team? Oh, let me. I know you don't ever supposed to look ahead of the schedule. 
you know, but we're all anticipating that that Miami game, but that's down the road. Yeah, that's like in I think at the twenty second somewhere around. Yeah, there. but you want to have some type of confidence going into that game, so. Yeah. Oh, they play Old Dominion, so. Old Dominion. They should win that game too. That's, that's they should. It. They should. They should. Yeah. You know, it's when you're going against teams like that, and then you're just coming off of Indiana. Hopefully, it's a win. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a confidence booster going into Old Dominion, and then you got a team after that. Then you got Miami. So, yeah. You know, they, you looking at their schedule. Excuse me. If they beat Indiana, they should be three and zero going into the Canes game. And that's cool. That, 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 we, we should be undefeated as well. The Canes should be undefeated. As and well, that'd yeah. be something the, the community. Because nice. FIU is down the street from Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. you catch the Uber there, like you're there. Yeah, man. So, you remember that brawl in the OB? Man, I was there. You were there? I was, I was there. there I was there, actually. I was I with the Colts at the time. Was I with the Colts? It was in 2007, correct? I don't remember the exact year. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Around there. So I don't, I don't remember what team I was on when I was in the NFL, but I think it made the, the brawl made on, they made Sports Center. So, yeah. and I think that was Miami t- first time playing FIU too for the first time because FIU was just, I think that was the third year of existence. Uh, I think it was like their sixth year. Sixth year? Or yeah. Did I, I short Fifth or sixth year. Yeah, but that was huge for FIU and local local kids playing against each other. You're like, yeah. I didn't get recruited to Miami, so I'm going to show you why I need to be recruited to Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen this year. No, no. Nah, nah. It's going to be really controlled. Yeah. And at the same time, if both teams are undefeated, uh, the local high school kids can come see that. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents. That'd be huge for Miami Dade County. You know, being a, the two respectable NCAA teams playing against each other, right in a neck of yeah. the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, you know, I hope it becomes uh, uh, Duke, Tar- Duke, uh, North Carolina in yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. I hope that becomes. Like yeah, like that they football. sound like a like they sound like a four year agreement to play every you know every four, like four years. Yeah, something like that. Just yeah, like that'd that be rivalry. Huge. Like I hope FIU gets to the level where they can compete with the Canes. Consistently. It'd be respectable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but FIU has to, for one, they got to win out. Oh, of like course. obviously if they lose against us, but they win out the rest of the season. You know, it it they can make themselves a okay. We got to play them every year because it's it's really good for the city of Miami. Yeah, and it's good for recruiting as well. Yeah, so. You know, I think eventually it's FIU a win, is going to need to um, to hop into a better a big a bigger conference. A bigger of course, conference. of course, the, the the only conference I can say they can get into that that won't be a problem because they can't go to the ACC. They probably have to go to the Big Big East. Yeah, you know, well, Big East. Big East is something else now, right? What's Big East now? They, I don't know what they are to be honest. Which they became, to... I think they became. Didn't they become Conference USA? No, Conference USA was always Conference USA. Yeah, it was always a Conference USA. Oh, man, I'm having such a brain fart right now. Yeah, that's now, a man. great question. Um, I forget. What is the Big East? The Big, Big East became, uh, I think they became the American, something American Conference. Whatever. Big East Conference. Well, you looked that up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think they need to eventually become a, uh, one of the Power Five conferences. They need to be in one of those. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think the only one that's in there in their vicinity is the SEC, and I don't see them joining the SEC, so. The Big East is the Big East. It's still the Big East? Yeah. Okay. When it comes to basketball and other sports, they have oh. uh, Marquette, they have uh, Butler, they have Xavier, and I'm thinking they have DePaul. I mean, I know was a, there was that big shakeup with the Big East. Yeah, because a lot of teams were leaving it, and ah. the Big East was losing money. Yeah. So, you know, when we left, it was just a chain react. Rutgers left. Yeah. Um, a couple other teams. So now the only teams that they have is 
you know, is is uh, Saint Hall, Seton Hall. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Villanova. No, yeah, you know, nobody's. You know, it's, that's what, and I think that's basketball, basketball schools. schools. Yeah, yes. that's basketball schools. And so it is what it is, but. If, like you said a second ago, Gus, if FIU gets into a bigger conference and they play really good, respectable football after losing against a big team uh, and put themselves into a a big bowl game, not the sh- the the Sugar Bowl, not, I mean, like yeah. the 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 two pace bowl or something yeah. like that, like nobody's not going to watch. They have to put themselves in the the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl. You know, things like that. It's exactly. okay, yeah, we, we can you know, we can definitely look at FIU as a, a, a contender now when it comes to playing the University of Miami and all those other schools. Mm-hmm. And again, it'd be great for the city of Miami, Miami Dade County and oh, recruiting sure. because these kids are like, yo man, I'll go if I can go to Miami, I go to FIU. If I you know yeah. or I can have FIU in Miami as an option. Yeah. Yeah, man, that'll be great, but we'll see. We'll see when the when the twenty second rolls around how that yeah, we'll um, see. how that game goes. I, but I, 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 before that, man, FA's got to take care of business against Indiana. Yeah, one game at a time. One game at one a time. One game at a time, man. Yeah. You know, are they playing at Indiana? No, they're playing here. Are oh, playing here? So at home. Yeah. So that 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 stadium. Lemon City is, Live will be there. Yeah, that stadium is kind of big too. I I worked out in there. Yeah. It's not that small. It's not like uh, before. I think capacity is like twenty two thousand. That's or something perfect. Like that, that's yeah. perfect on campus too. Yeah. On campus. Yeah. Why am I? But, it sucks that. How but does they don't F- fill it up. I don't understand. But still, man. but they're gonna fill up that game though. It sucks that yeah, FIU has so. a stadium on campus and Miami can't get a stadium on campus, bro. And there's no space in Coral Gables for that. Yeah, but no, they can't. When they build that basketball stadium yeah. right there, uh, apparently the city of Coral Gables, when we wanted a football stadium there, has like a, a noise ordinance. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. It, you know rich folks live in Gables. Yeah. So, but you have the Metrorail right there. The Metrorail makes enough noise itself. You're telling me that you can't, <laughs> every Saturday, can't get a game there? I mean, if if the Canes could find some land in like South Miami, which is right next to Coral Gables, why not? Traffic would be an issue then, and also oh, traffic was an Metro issue Rail too. Metro Rail goes to, but traffic was an issue too. Now, nah, when you th- when say for instance we play LA, like Alabama comes here, yeah, that'll that'll oh, shut yeah. down that whole city, oh, of course, South Miami. So traffic would be a big issue, but you know, Indiana going to to FIU, that's they. I think they should fill some seats up. I think you know, it's, Indiana's not a laughing school. No, you know, you're not. It's not like playing Seton Hall. Or something but they're like not that. a, not. Nah, but they're not a football school either. You know, I don't think people know them for for that. Yeah, that's true. You know, Indiana is known for being the Hoosiers and, and all exactly. about basketball. Yeah, and but still, it's still a Big Ten school. It's, it's still a Big Ten school. Yeah. So people will show up. You know, and I, I think it's 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 the first game of the college football season. Yeah, the, but FIU fans don't show up. They they should. They should. They, they miss football. Maybe they after last tailgating, season, you know? Yeah, tailgating, no. that parking lot is going to be full. Like every game, people show up to tailgate. The parking lot is always full. But then you yeah. look in the stands, and it doesn't carry over. Yeah. FIU got to do something about that. Then. They do. They do. I mean, they, you know, all you got to do is win. They did yeah. enough of that. They did some pretty good job of that last season. You know? So, winning, winning cures everything. Yeah. If they go on four and if they beat, I, I don't want to talk this to existence. Say for instance, they beat Miami. <laughs> uh-huh. That stadium will be full. It will. That. It will. For sure. They're gonna have t- issues getting tickets. Yeah. So I mean, it, 
It's not going to happen. But if it did happen, hypothetically, hypothetically, in a bizarre world, it, it would have beat two Power Five conferences yeah. in four games. Yeah, and then then people want to start scratching their head and say, "Is it Butch Davis?" I mean, for sure, it would be Butch Davis. Is it Butch Davis? And it, he has a lot riding on it too. I think even if um, if FIU plays well against the Canes, they don't. I don't think they have what's to well, win. What's well? What's well? You lose by three points. If lose by a touchdown or two. Okay, like you know? at the last second or something like that. Maybe. maybe. I don't, it doesn't have to be like a last second win by the Canes. Maybe if the FIU just loses by like two touchdowns, if they make but it respectable, you know. But if they lose, like at a, like, say for instance, FIU is winning thirteen ten, a minute left in the quarter, and we scoop fumble and, and score, and, they, and Miami wins that way, then Dude. people can say like, hey, like FIU really won that game. It's just yeah. Miami just got the turnover, <laughs> you know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that, so, that, that'll that'll be good for FIU. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I remember when um when T. Y. Hilton was at FIU. Yeah. They played Alabama mm-hmm. in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, I think they were only down by um a single possession. See? That was crazy. See? So and, yeah. And, and then they got blown out in the second yeah, half. Yeah, because you was able to regroup and see what the issues were on exactly. Alabama side. Exactly. But I was I was man, I was watching that game and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. FIU was only down by a single possession. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, yeah, then, then FIU happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the same thing can happen with Miami, man. It's like, look, bro, it's like, I, we, we have issues with LSU, man. And God forbid, you know, it's, then we go into FIU still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. FIU can take advantage of that. It's like it's like seeing a a, a a giant stabbed in the back. He's struggling to get to to help, and then you come along and like, oh, this is easy pickings, mm-hmm. and then you take advantage of that. I slayed a giant. Yeah. Well, really, he was already hurt. Yeah. You know, but you took advantage of our opportunity. Exactly. So. Yeah, man. That's it, man. That's yeah, it. Let's see. Let's see. College football is back, baby. Saturday oh, yeah. special. Saturday morning special, baby. Special, special, yeah. and your birthday today too, man. What you got? What you right. gonna do today, man? Like, tell me, tell no, me just, what you gonna do today, man. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I just got a, a new gig um, recording stats okay. for, for some European sports company. So you're spending your birthday doing that? So I'm, gonna, I am doing the training today no. online. Okay. And then, uh, after, and then later tonight, I have my grandfather's uh, party. Okay. Yeah, man, that's hey, it. How, old, how old is he, sir? 80. Ooh, the big 8-0. Yeah, man. Ooh-wee. Yep. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all take care of that, man. Yeah, man. You but know, my also. whole family's going to be there. You know, they're, they're going to probably do something for me. I don't know. That's dope. Because it's my birthday. You know what I'm saying? You don't, birthdays are, after you turn 12, it don't matter no exactly, more. Exactly, yeah. No, but I, I, you want to be appreciated, though. Yeah. One of my cousins texted me last night at, like, a little after midnight. Uh-huh. She's like, happy birthday. And I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you like, man, it look, it's another day for me, bro. Yeah. Like, unless you're a, a, a millionaire and you really pay attention to your birthday because you want to throw the best bash. Exactly. You want the, the people around you. But, you know, you're yeah. out here 9 and 5 in and you mm-hmm. Trying to figure it out, you know. Oh, it's my birthday. You know, yeah. just reminded me I'm older and not richer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It is what it is. How about you, man? How's your How's highlight? I mean, I know you've been killing it at highlight. Uh, you know, I'm 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 playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I always Don't be so modest, I, I, bro. <laughs> I always come back. It's a long season, man. We're forty percent in the season, bro. Forty percent. Damn. We have another sixty percent left, and that's we played over three hundred games. So, so we have another sixty percent left. So that's goddamn it, another five six hundred games. Okay, okay. So it's I'm I'm I have eighty four wins. You yeah. know, my roommate has a seventy five wins, and after that, it's I'm twenty wins ahead of everybody else. So 
the consistency is important with this sport to highlight. Yeah. And you have just, to pay attention to your body. Just like in college football. Just like in college football. Yeah, consistency, man. bro. You, you can never those those words, consistency, persistence, they play a role in every aspect in life. And when yeah. it comes to sports, it's very important because mm-hmm. if you're not consistent at one thing, it can really tumble the rest of everything else you got going on. So, yeah. you know, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see how the highlight season ends up. And, you know, hopefully my highlight season ends up like the Canes with a championship. That's what's up. Championship, <laughs> baby. Well, all right, college football fans, thanks for joining us for our first ever college football Saturday morning first special. ever. And I also want to thank Tori Gurley for coming on with – the SEC Network, Paul Feinbaum. Y'all guys, check him out. Y'all show him some love because yes, he is a character. He will give you what you want when it comes to college football, and you will definitely fall in love with his personality. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one.